So welcome to the Armchair Trader podcast. Um, this week we have a special um, special edition for you because we're going to be talking about the Master Investor Show, um, which the Armchair Trader will be attending on the 19th of March. And we have Tim Corcoran here, who we're going to talk to a little bit more about the show this year, um, which is a welcome, welcome return to an event that's on many UK investors' calendars. Um, so um, welcome to the show, Tim, first of all. Thank you, Stuart. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, seeing you on the 19th. Yeah, well, looking forward to being there. So the Master Investor Show returning in live format this year. Can you quickly give us a, a, a quick summary of it um, for people who are not familiar with it and haven't, you know, haven't been there before? Absolutely. As you say, it's the first time back in physical form since 2019, which feels like a long, long time. Um, but I think I'm very excited to get back into the uh, the Business Design Centre in Islington. To, to, to sum it up, it is essentially it is the single largest event for private investors in the UK. It might be the largest in Europe for all I know. I haven't done the research to back that one up, but <laughs> it, it's got a, a, the full spectrum of investment content and companies. So all the way from the very largest trusts and funds like JP Morgan, all the way down to brand new companies who are just starting out looking for investment. Every sector you could imagine, um, we've got three stages with I think about 30 or 40 talks across the three. It's uh, all in all, I think that there is, I would hope there is something in it for everybody. So it would suit what you're saying is it would suit anyone if you're a beginner investor or somebody who maybe only just started um, trading during lockdown and has never set foot there before. Um, there's going to be something for them as well as, you know, the seasoned the seasoned veteran who, who, has, uh, who has been running a portfolio for many, many years. Absolutely. I think one of the, the things that we, we will often say to people is, is you, you, may, uh, you may agree, you may not, but in order to be a successful investor, the, the key is, is, you know, an open mind and a willingness to do your, your due diligence. This is an opportunity to do that. We have educational talks from people who can talk about the how of investing. But more than that, we've got a lot of companies where the senior management are there looking to meet investors. You can look them in the eye, judge them for yourself, find out is this a company that I want to put my money into? Uh, we've got some of the leading investors in the world. So our, our chairman, Jim Mellon, uh, will be speaking on the main stage. And his, his talks always go down particularly well, I think, because he talks about the macro themes that will influence everybody's portfolios over the next 12 to 18 months. But he also gives serious detail about what he's putting his money into and why. Um, so talks like this, I think they offer a lot of value, whether you're the most experienced investor on the planet or you're uh, you're brand new to it. Yeah, I remember I remember Jim from his days years and years ago when he was an emerging markets fund manager in the 1990s. Um, and apart from him, he's obviously a high profile one. Can you say anything more about other other speakers you have on the day? Absolutely. Um, so we, we've got uh, on, on the main stage, we've got some some fairly uh, fairly big names, really. So we've got. Uh, Guy Anderson of J.P. Morgan, um, so I think that that will be a, a, a good one. He, he spoke at our um, virtual event back in 2020 when COVID made us go online, and that went down particularly well. It got a lot of lot of um, very positive reviews, so I think that will be good. Um, we're actually kicking off the day with a, a sort of a, I guess, a, a, a stage setter, which is going to be ho- hosted by uh, Wilfred Frost. Uh, we've got some really good panelists on his uh, his discussion. 
Um, we've got a talk a bit later on from Qtd, pardon me, quoted data, I should say, which is going to be looking at the sort of property through a, an investment trust perspective. Um, the uh, the main stage will finish with uh, a talk on uh, what we've termed the agrarian revolution, which is a, an absolutely cutting edge sector looking at um, alternative proteins, essentially looking at cultivated meat, potentially uh, plant biotech and that sort of thing. Um, so it, it's it's really right on the edge. It's probably a subject that a lot of investors don't know a huge amount about at the moment. Um, but it has enormous potential to shape our world in the coming years. Are there any any new um, newcomers in terms of companies or speakers or firms supporting the event that you think are particularly interesting um, for investors to come and have a look at this year? Absolutely, yes. I, I think um, we've, we've got. I mean, it depends a little bit upon the, the sector that you're uh, you're most excited about. But we've got some of the biggest trusts and funds, Blue Whale, Aberdeen. Um, We've got small cap companies looking at sort of mining and biotech and aviation. Um, so we've got companies like Aviation who have been coming year after year, and they always get an excellent reception from our audience. Um, but equally, we've got companies like Cytox who have never been to the, the event before. They're a sort of a cutting edge genomics um, company. I think some of the work they're doing is, is mind-blowing, frankly. Um, if you told me a few years ago what was possible, I, I, it, it stems from the realms of science fiction, but it's real. Um, so I think they're uh, they're a particularly interesting company to come along and, uh, and hear from. And from your perspective, I mean, what we've seen certainly in the last couple of years, um, there's been a lot more investor interest in in sort of non traditional areas. I mean, obviously within technology, a lot of people have been interested in the likes of the big technology plays like Tesla. But we've seen a lot more interest at our end in things like uh, biotech um, and also you know, companies either with you know some exposure to next generation payment systems or next generation ways of doing financing. From your perspective, as you're sitting there, you're organizing this big event. Um, are you seeing any interesting trends coming through in terms of the you know companies you're talking to and and indeed feedback from from delegates asking you you know can we see some more of this? It's it's interesting actually because obviously it's it's a fairly interesting time at the moment. And I, I guess there's probably there's two parts to, to to the the answer to that question. On the one hand, come, people have always come to our event looking for the interesting investments, the ones that potentially will get them a significant return. Uh, and biotech, as you rightly say, is is uh, is right up there. So companies like Agronomics, companies like Juvenescence, uh, looking at sort of you know things that if you read them in a science fiction book, as, as I said earlier, that they wouldn't look out of place. But they are they've got real products out there, and they're they're making a real difference to, to the way people live their lives now. Um, so things like that certainly people will come along, and they they will certainly hear something new from companies like this. On the flip side, I, I think, I'm sure it's something you'll have observed as well, but there is that general move away from growth stocks towards value stocks. Um, some of the more traditional ones, companies which are sort of potentially looking to sort of to offer dividends and payouts sooner rather than later. And a number of the small cap companies that are presenting are going to be in that position. We've got a number of um, sort of mining companies, for example, who, who are sort of already sort of, you know, turning out profits and able to, to pay dividends. Um, so th there is probably both ends of the spectrum. And I, as always, I guess, it comes down to people's appetite for risk um, and, and the time frame that they're, they're working towards. But 
uh, hopefully, I would suggest if, if no matter what their, their sort of personal priorities are, they should be able to find companies and investments and probably themes and talks which will really help to inform their uh, their strategy over the, over the coming months and years. Um, anything on, on green energy, next generation energy, because that's always a big one um, with our readership and our listeners. Not a great deal, actually. <laughs> Um, we have in the past had a number of companies on that area, but for whatever reason, I, I think the, um, the companies in that sector were looking a little bit shy this year. It may well just be that the current circumstances as everyone's moving towards, you know, hard sort of oil and gas and things like that at the moment, that, that may, may have been a factor, I don't know. Obviously, the last time you did this was, was um, uh, spring of 2019, and then, and then you, had to go, you had to go online. Uh, for 2020 coming back to it now as a live event and, and you know getting getting companies and speakers in um what would you say has been the big the big changes um since 2019 when we last had a, a physical master investor show i mean what are the what's changed since the pandemic came in and what has the pandemic changed it's a very good point i think i, I think one of the things that we observed over the last two years was the substantial growth of the private investor community now that's partly, I think, because people were, you know, stuck at home trying to think what to do, and I guess that they hadn't been financially damaged in quite quite the way that um, that, that might have been uh, under other circumstances. So they had time and they had money to, to to play with a little bit. But there's also the flip side of the technology, which has enabled far greater uh, private investor involvement and because of that technology. Investors are better informed and they are far more agile and better able to put their money into things that interest them. Um, so the result has been a substantial growth in uh, the community that we serve. And I, I suspect the same is true for you guys. And as you alluded to earlier, when you've got that sort of growth, you've obviously got a lot of people who are relatively new to it, looking for ideas, looking for a bit of guidance, which we want to sort of try and provide. And at the same time, you've got a lot of established, experienced investors who've been doing it for years and have fairly clear-cut ideas about what they're looking for. And the, the aim of the Master Investor Show has always been to provide that sort of full-spectrum uh, day, you know, a single day of the year where I hope that you can really make it count. And six months down the line, you'll be thinking, well, I'm, I'm glad I was there because I picked up some really useful information. I guess it would be it's, it's a great opportunity to, to get a lot of um, interesting companies under one roof in one day and also hear some excellent presentations as well. It would take you a long time um, to gather all that information otherwise, even if you were sitting at home in, in, front, of your de- in front of your computer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think the, the talks themselves, I think we've got a really high quality list of, of speakers and presentations and there's choices, you know, you, there'll be multiple talks on at any one time and you can choose the ones that you want to attend. Um, but the other thing which for private investors is very hard to come by is the ability to actually meet the management of these companies. Now, if you're an institutional investor, often the, man- the management of, of small cap listed companies, they'll be queuing up to meet you. If you're a private investor, often it's not. They are far less enthused about, about the prospect. Events like the Master Investor Show give private investors access that institutional investors probably take for granted a little bit. And also um, many of these CEOs are not necessarily based in your backyard are they i mean uh... <laughs> <laughs> no no I mean, that has certainly been one of the challenges compared to say 2019 which is obviously that international travel has only recently started to open up again 
Um, so we've got people coming in from Australia, from Canada, uh, Singapore. Um, these are not people that are easily accessible on, on, a, on a, a sort of a, a daily basis. Um, I know we've got one CEO who is, as we speak, I think, is in Nicaragua. He's flying back for the show and then flying back to Nicaragua again. Um, it, he's coming because he wants to speak to and meet our audience um, and talk to them and, and hopefully, uh, hopefully impress them. And certainly, if you look just six months ago, I wasn't sure this was going to be possible. Um, we had a lot of people, particularly, for example, from uh, from Australia, where travel restrictions were so draconian that there's absolutely no guarantee that they'd be able to get back into the country if they left. Yeah, that's very true, actually. I, <laughs> I'd forgotten about the Australian situation, but you're right. <laughs> it's very, it's been very hard to meet any Australian CEOs for the last last couple of years. One of the things I observed, I was at the um, I was at the London Trader Show. One of the things that interested me was there were a lot, a lot more younger investors there, younger traders, people in their twenties. Yeah, a lot more um, than you're used to seeing at at this kind of a show. Is that something you're you're anticipating for the Master Investor Show as well? Because it does seem that there's a there's a bigger appetite from sort of under thirty five investors now who who weren't in the market before. Absolutely. No, I I, I was I was at the uh, London Trader Show for a little while as well, and I, I noticed the same thing. There are there are p- people who who sort of look particularly fresh faced, <laughs> maybe feel quite old. <laughs> um, it's interesting because speaking to them, they have a very different perspective on what they're looking for, and so things like uh, crypto, for example. So when people sign up to the show, we often ask a few questions to try and make sure that we're putting on the right sorts of content to appeal to them. I think for the first time, uh, certainly in in my time involved with the Master Investor. We had more people saying they were interested in crypto than in bullion. Now, to be fair, gold has had a, a sort of a strong run uh, thanks to recent events, so that may well change. But um, I think the 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 interest and in the nature of the audience is evolving, and it's in some some cases it can be quite stark. No, that's true, um, and, and and I guess there's a lot of a lot of investors who maybe have got in because of the meme stocks and and the the. Uh, the insanity around uh, GameStop and, and are now looking at other options as well because they're becoming more familiar with the market and looking at looking at other choices. Yeah, and I think the meme stocks was an interesting thing. I, I, I'm putting that down to a sort of temporary uh, craziness induced by lockdown. Um, I think all the companies that we've got are definitely, they're definitely not meme stocks. We try to you know we we approach companies to come because we think that they are they are good companies they're all very investable and and um hopefully have something rather more uh, substantial than, uh, than than just being popular i suppose yeah that's certainly been my impression having been to the master investor show obviously prior to the pandemic um it was um a great opportunity to actually go around um some of the booths and you actually do get to meet the senior management team the decision makers usually people who you don't otherwise get to meet unless, as you say, you're a fund manager or, or certainly a very substantial institutional investor who's going to be buying a big chunk of stock. Absolutely. I mean, when I was at the London Trader Show, I think that was the first event I'd been to in ages. Um, and it took me a little while to remember how to say hello to people. <laughs> there was, I mean, if you think about before Christmas, people were genuinely I was worried about what was going to be possible. Um, I think Omicron has, has proved to be less damaging than than people feared. And I think there is a, a general 
sort of opening up, um, which which is very very welcome. There are going to be a lot of people who I already know are coming partly just to see other people, people that they know, probably maybe some people that they don't know. Um, but the chance to actually network with other investors is something that you, we can put on as many webinars and things like that as, as we like, but that's something that is quite hard to replicate. Yeah, certainly with the, I mean, I've been to a few online online conferences with virtual networking facilities and such like during during the lockdown, but it doesn't really replace the ability to go around a big venue like like the Business Design Centre and, and, you know, choose where you want to go and, and, and actually have that personal interaction with with you know, large slice of the investment community and, and, the, and the large menu of, of interesting companies as well. No, absolutely. I, I think, and I, I do think that there is a, a slight pent up demand. I don't know if that's the right word for, for to actually see people and interact on a, a sort of a physical level. We are obviously making the event as, as COVID secure as we can, but I think there are a lot of people that want to get out there. And the quality of the conversation you can have when you're physically there uh, I, I think is is um, is demonstrably better. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm certainly looking forward to it myself. It's going to be a great opportunity to to get out of the office, so to speak, and and to meet a lot of people. <laughs> um, you you mentioned obviously uh, Jim Mellon. Um, is there if you if you had to go to one one presentation, one speech in the course of the day on on the nineteenth, what would be what would be your don't miss this presentation <laughs> uh well, you put me on the spot there um the 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 the, the, the straightforward answer the, the the one that i think always gains a big crowd is is jim's presentation he's got a very strong following amongst our audience so he's the topic of his um his talk i think he's going to be very on point as well so the title is transition to a new investment era and it, it's going to be addressing sort of the, the very different context in which investors are operating now as compared to the last time we were there in 2019. The others that I, I would be particularly keen on, I think we've got, um, as I said, I think uh, Guy Anderson from JP Morgan, JP Morgan uh, was very well received when he spoke uh, in 2020 at the virtual event. So I think that will be good. The other one that I think is particularly interesting is the quoted data panel session on um, property investment. I think Property is something that a lot of people understand and therefore they invest in it. But there are actually so many different ways of tapping into that market. And again, because of the pandemic, there are new dynamics, you know, investing into retail property as versus uh, residential, for example, looks looks rather different now, how you do that, who you do that with. So I think that session will be quite informative. It's a topic that people feel they know, but I think it's going to add a lot of value. Yeah, I'm sure you're right. There's been a lot of focus on that um, over the course, certainly the last 18 months or so. Um, we've noticed that ourselves. Um, so um, basically, um, just can you give us a quick summary, you know, of, of where, when, how to get there, how to get tickets? And um... First things first, I guess, tickets are available from the Master Investor website. So that's masterinvestor.co.uk. It is possible to get uh, free tickets. So they are £20, but um, through Armchair Trader, there are free tickets available for people using the ticket code Armchair. Um, so please do make make full use of that <laughs> on the day. So it's it's a Saturday. The intention being that people who've got jobs are able to attend, as well as the uh, the retired and, and uh, otherwise unemployed. So doors open at nine uh, fifteen on the nineteenth of March, and the first main stage session will be kicking off at nine thirty. 
uh, with Will Frost and his panel to look at market trends and the key things that uh, investors should be factoring in. The final session will be running through till 4.50 and doors close at 5pm. There are various competitions and prizes to be won as well. So it isn't just about where do I put my money. There are also some uh, added benefits to uh, to being there. Obviously, the armchair trader is going to be there in person as well. We'll have some of our team there um, to also answer questions or indeed take any criticism you may have as well. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 it is a, I mean, it, it's one of those things that I think how often do people get a chance to sit down and, or stand up <laughs> and talk to um, you know the, the people that they, they read on a regular basis? You know, I think people like yourself are, are a valuable resource to um, to private investors. The chance to come along and speak to you and to get your your your, your views on on any given subject, I think that that is a an extra incentive. And I, th- I think it will hopefully make it very much worth people's while coming along. No, I think it's absolutely, and I'll be looking forward to uh, catching up with any of our our readers who stop by our booth. Um, we'll have a few members of our team there, so uh, it should be should be a really interesting day, and uh, we're really really looking forward to it. Nineteenth of March, Business Design Centre. I think Angel is the closest tube. In case anyone's wondering, there is a car park, but I'd probably book ahead because I think it only has about two hundred and fifty spaces. But please, everyone, do do come along. I think it's going to be a fantastic day. Thanks for coming on the podcast to tell us about it today, Tim, and uh, we'll, we'll catch you in person on the day. Thank you for having me. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there. Mm-hmm.